boys, I just had an egg custard tart before this recording. A, a natter? Uh, well, it's actually it was from Marks and Spencers. So it wasn't true Portuguese. It was not Portuguese. Um, are we are we fans of egg custard tarts here? Yes, hundred uh, percent. I'm not actually. Oh, Although admittedly, yeah. I've never had the Portuguese variant. I've only ever had you? the supermarket deep dish. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> I actually really like custard, but there's something about an egg custard particularly. I can kind of get. Are you a fan of um, like nutmeg? Because they put quite a bit of that on the top mm, sometimes. Not massively. See, for me, custard. Like, I tell you what, I went to the Curzon Cinema the other mm. week to see Thor, which obviously I've said before that I wasn't a fan of. Don't but... tell me you can get a pint of custard. No, you can get <laughs> a double chocolate muffin that's got like a core of custard. What? Oh, that hello, boys. Was a culinary delight. That, oh, wow. I mean, that is actually that sounds messy. It's yeah, that's the thing. It sounds like good cinema food in terms of noise, but mm. uh, like it's quite a silent. Maybe a squelch, one solitary squelch. That's all right maybe, for food yeah. in the cinema. Is it? But it does sound like it's going to erupt over you. Yeah, it's like proper that thick confection. Oh, is it like custard? a cold, almost jellified yeah. custard? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Gimme, gimme. So like egg custard, custard, really. Yeah, close to that. Yeah. Um, I oh, think this the, is good. I think the problem yeah, with an with an English egg custard tart is that you yes. tend to get that sort of almost chalky texture if it's a bad supermarket one, mm. which is not what you want. Whereas whereas Yanata is a is a smooth like jelly jelly custard type I, um, situation. When I was at university in Leeds, there was a like a home like bakery next to me, like just a independent like bakery, and they used to sell for like one pound like these massive egg custard tarts, like the size of, like a big quiche. What? And they were incredible. But that sounds like, like it just is a quiche. <laughs> That's a sugar quiche. Yeah, but quiche. it was sweet, sweet quiche. <laughs> sweet quiche. <laughs> Should that be uh, our new catchphrase? Sweet quiche. It's the ITN UK podcast. Yeah, if, uh, if we really love something, it's it's sweet quiche. It actually does uh, sound like something that could be written in big comic book type letters. It does like a Marvel announcement coming June 2024. Sweet quiche. Sweet quiche. Uh, the newest about... world-ending villain in, in the MCU universe, played by Danny DeVito. Oh, um, sweet quiche. That'd be great. Um, we are going to talk a lot about the MCU and Comic Con. So sorry if you're one of those people who does not like Marvel, but it's going to be one of those episodes, I'm afraid. But you know what? It's kind of the biggest thing in the world. So be mad if we didn't speak about it, wouldn't it? I thought you were going to say, but you know what? We don't really like Marvel anymore. We're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, well, do you know what? My Some sparks were reignited in me. Maybe mm. not as many as I was hoping, but uh, we'll get to that first. Why don't we talk about some of the other stuff that was at Comic Con last week? Uh, All some Comic-Con. non-Marvel related All stuff. The time. Um, I think steadily everyone is kind of coming around. I was kind of I was always on board with it. I'm going to say this now: coming around, except for Joe, who just hates everything to do with Tolkien. But Rings of Power is actually looking better and better the more we see it. I think you'd agree, Matt. Yeah, I I love this trailer. It's very mm. much like what I will say is that. I think it slightly looks a little bit more than what I'd expect. Like if D and D did Lord of the Rings, it's a slightly more very fantasy version. Whereas the Peter Jackson ones have what I think is the more classic Lord of the Rings palette, which is very kind of earthy, very kind of realistic. Mm-hmm. This isn't afraid to have a few more pops of magic, a few more kind of like weird looking eyes. Like the orcs are definitely more Warhammerish orcs than they are Jackson ones. But I really, that's obviously my bag. I love all that shit. So I am mm-hmm. very much into this. I, I was there was some genuinely like creepy stuff in there as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of like 
like bony fingers a lot of like dark things people like getting grabbed out of the darkness a lot of monsters a balrog Mm -hmm. like i'm glad that we're getting like so that's some of my favorite bits like because although they're very popular almost like family films i remember i went to see these ordering films when i was like nine at the Mm -hmm. cinema there's some genuinely like terrifying stuff in those films like they're scary like i'm glad that the tv show's doing that and not kind of going for the more like I don't know, more, even more family friendly mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. It's actually going in for it a bit. Yeah, it looks 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 really strong. There. And it, the, you know, as I said, while I've said that it, it does differ from Jackson, I think at least it has the spirit of what people love about those films in that it's it's very physical, very lots mm-hmm. of practical orcs running around. It's got it looks like a world that I could fall through a television screen into and exist within, and I yeah. like that. And even if it's not i think there will be a part of it where there are plenty of other fantasy television shows out there <laughs> which i wouldn't want to watch just because it doesn't seem enjoyable to coexist with those characters i think yeah. even if rings of power isn't everything i'd want it to be i still find it an enjoyable watch because of the world they've created there exactly it looks it looks premium like it looks it doesn't look that much below what the jackson films were and the music helps a lot i mean Mm -hmm. they've spent a a ridiculous amount of money on this you'd hope so even that first shot um, of that battlefield kind of i think a lot of people said it had sort of like elden ring feels to it Mm -hmm. yeah that always helps at the moment doesn't it um joe you just you just hate lord of the rings don't you yeah i think i've made it clear over the years i find those (laughs) movies boring as fuck um the hobbit is good the book not the movies uh Mm -hmm. I will watch this because my fiance absolutely loves Lord of the Rings, and so it will mm-hmm. have to be on while we eat dinner. But um, I will say that it is the creepy bits that that intrigued me here, like that person blowing a load of dust off him or whatever it was, <laughs> blowing a leaf away to make a Balrog baby or whatever's going on in that situation. Uh, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, if we're leaning into like real dark magic stuff and battles mm-hmm. then i'll be into it but if it's a load of fucking elves wandering about spouting po- poetry each other and falling <laughs> in love i will not be into it um okay yeah. it looks what do be- we all it looks better than wheel of time so that's good well absolutely what do we all think about this i don't even know if this is him but everybody's talking about sauron looks like eminem <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. I think there's been a bit of confusion. I don't think that is Sauron that character, but yeah. I don't the other know. Thing, the other thing is, if it is, like the whole deal with him in the Second Age is these shape shifts to trick yeah. people mm. into doing his bidding. Like I'm exactly. kind of fine with it. Who so, is the real we're... Slim Shady? That's, <laughs> that's what we've will... got to ask about Sauron. That's the will thing. Please stand <laughs> up. Um, so we're, we're thinking so far, Rings of Power is a fairly sweet quiche. Um, <laughs> But that really we'll caught see. me off guard. <laughs> um, it's of course going to be going up against the new Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon, which uh, starts only in what three weeks now, I think, yeah. on HBO. Um, again, I'm hopeful. I think we've, I've said this multiple times in this podcast now since Game of Thrones ended. I think people have kind of almost buried it a bit and forgotten how incredible it was for several years. Fine, it didn't end in a perfect place, but. Still, some absolutely incredible stuff there. And if this can capture half of that, then it'll be a very enjoyable show. <laughs> this this looks like early Game of Thrones, and that's yeah. I'm I'm ready for that. Like I am, I think everyone got burned by the end of Game of Thrones, but it has also been quite a long time now, and mm-hmm. I think I'm I think I'm ready to just 
watch some really horrible politics. That's my <laughs> that's my we don't have enough of love. Yeah, we I, just don't have enough of that at the moment. Yeah, do we? I want to watch like snow-haired people fucking butcher each other with words. I thought you were just going to stop there. But just, <laughs> I want to watch snow-haired people. That is what I'll get. Um, so yeah. when I watched the trailer, the first thing I said was, this, it's fucking, it's fantasy succession, which I'm well in on yes, the idea please. of. Like, mm-hmm. the one of the wonderful things about Game of Thrones is how expansive it is, but also I think that's part of its undoing, ultimately, is that there are so many plates to spin. And when you don't focus necessarily on the right plates, you might get your ending wrong. This mm-hmm. just being about one family and the infighting to find out mm. who like is rises to the top, I think is a really fascinating sort of element. And when the person that I have no idea where this story goes, so absolutely no spoilers from me. I've not read any of the books. But if Matt Smith gets to rise to the top, then absolutely yes, please. That guy has, is yeah, he has the look of a Targaryen, doesn't yeah. he? He's got he's got a very He's an individual guy. face. He's got a shoebox <laughs> face. It's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of said he's got a bit of the Erling Haaland look to him, a bit of that like stretched BNBN a... biscuit face. He looks going like on. a BN biscuit. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, um, yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very hopeful for this. Um, especially, mm-hmm. I know, you, I know all of this is somewhat massaged PR stuff, but like when you get those stories that came out recently, where it's like they spent. 20 something million on building a pilot and then cancelled the show because it didn't seem like it was right and then they mm. made house of the dragon you're like it really feels like they want to get this right first time like they yeah. want to make sure they come back and get people back in on the game of thrones thing and obviously part of that is because they're making fucking seven of these shows and it's going <laughs> to be hell after a while but for now exactly. i will enjoy having just one more yeah i'm excited i think in what three months' time? What do you think between House of the Dragon and Rings of Power? If you had to say now, what will we be looking back and like licking our lips, going which which was the sweeter quiche? What I'll do you think? I'll sit out of this because I my answer is is just <laughs> well, it's just still a valid opinion. Well, House of the Dragon, it? it just looks like a better show. <laughs> I yeah. care about it, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think House of the Dragon. The main thing for me is House of the Dragon does have a story Not. written of yep. <laughs> great thank you cardi no it's what you it's what you said no it's not what you said <laughs> what i was saying is that house of the dragon is at least based off a book written by quite an accomplished author and what i will say with rings of power is that the appendices that form our understanding mm. of the second age and yes there are kind of books that expand out on this but it's ultimately a timeline that it's working with rather than an actual narrative which on one hand might opens you up for the creative freedom and the people writing it might be incredible and they might make an incredible thing but i know that house of the dragon is based on someone that is already a proven damn good writer Mm -hmm. so at the moment i feel like i'm definitely no i well i can't say definite at this point but rings of power definitely looks my bag but i think i am more convinced that house of the dragon will have the quality that will keep me on I think both will be good. That's my answer. Um, that's a real cop-out. Why don't we talk about something that I know you are... Especially, you're excited for all this, aren't you, Matt? Because you, mm-hmm. you love it all. Um, Sandman. Yeah. Is it still looking good for you? It's... I think out of all of the trailers that I've seen... And this this is the big horrible nerd thing, but this is the one that made me emotional mm-hmm. in the... I genuinely thought I'd never see this. Like, the mm-hmm. comic is an unfilmable comic. It, it just never made sense to me that anyone could do it. And to watch a trailer where it is the comic is yeah. something that I didn't ever expect to see. Matt, can I yeah. ask, 
what the fuck is going on in Sandman? Because <laughs> if you don't, if you haven't watched that comic, that trailer does not explain what is going on to someone. I have no clue. So what Sandman it's is about. worth knowing going in that Sandman is, whilst it's a continual story in the idea that it is. It's, it's about the life of the Sandman. He is the man that creates dreams. He is like mm-hmm. essentially a god. Um, Sandman's like an anthology. Like There are loads of different stories that happen, which is why it probably looks quite confusing from a trailer perspective, because I would imagine it probably covers maybe the first five story arcs within those ten episodes. So some of it has... I mean, in the comics, some of it literally has John Constantine in it. Mm. It's actually... They've got Jenna Coleman playing a like a gender-flipped version for this. So you're going to have like occult detective stuff. There is literally going to be a serial killer convention in this kind of point. Um, you've got like big... like They had... Um, do you know Dr. Destiny from DC? No. Um, I do not. Like... No. like I think David Thewlis is playing him in yes, this. Yes, please. And, and I don't he's care just like, who he's playing. As long as it's Thewlis, I'm in. I don't know if they will do all of this in the comic, but in the in the Netflix show, because I don't know how much they want to lean into the fact that this was originally very much rooted in DC. But there was a whole bit to do with Arkham in those first issues before Sandman branched out and made its own universe. There was a lot of anchors to DC, and so therefore a lot of like insane villains and real grim darkness mm-hmm. like there's a there's a shot in the in the trailer of like blood being splattered up a cafe window that in the comic book is one of those scenes that was like they will never make this mm. this is actually unfilmable for a very different reason that i think certain other bits of sam are unfilmable you have seen the dreaming on screen which is his incredible palace that is full of literally anything that's kind of the one thing that I thought they wouldn't, but there is some serious darkness that I'm surprised that they're going with. I'm very interested to see how far it goes. But casting-wise, it's near enough perfect. Like, it has the vibe. It looks as ex- expensive as I wanted it to. I was really worried it would look cheap, but it doesn't. Um, yeah, I'm super in on this. Nice. I, I'm definitely going to check out. It's all out next Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Not far away at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, get in on a bit of that is what Matt's Perslow, Matt Perslow even I'm sure is saying to everyone right now. Uh, speaking of DC, I've actually written down Shazma here. Yeah, I was hoping you'd say Shazma. <laughs> Shazma! Uh, Shazma and I'd, the fluey uh, of the gids. I'd watch it. I'd, I'd watch it. Um, I'm going to have to say out this one mostly because I still haven't seen the first Shazam, which I know people do enjoy. I just, yeah. I just haven't got around to it yet. Um, but I know you guys were a little bit maybe turned off by this new trailer for it. Just looks like it kind of forgets what made Shazam good. And obviously I haven't seen this movie, but all the quotes keep coming out. It's like, it's a more adult story. It's an all... And you're like, the good thing about Shazam is that it was a good kids superhero movie. And it was and it was about, like, fun and family. And, like, there was a dark enemy, but it was mostly just a nice time. And you had a good time hanging out with those. And amongst, you know, the Snyderverse, it felt like a real outlier and something nice being... Nice happening. And then this one just looks like two ancient gods come and they're gonna kill humanity and the Shazam family have to go and help out. And you're like, oh man, that just it doesn't sound fun to me anymore. Um, and I'm not saying Shazam was like an absolute masterpiece. It was just like it was a diversion. It was a good, like it was a good movie. I don't 
they were always going to make a sequel, but I don't feel like it needed to be this one necessarily. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, when you put it up against that Black Adam trailer and you're like, these two characters have to meet at some point. What the fuck is that going to look just, like? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've just always struggled to get excited for that Black Adam film. I just... I think The Rock is very good at certain things. I I can't see him as a charismatic anti-hero personally, but um, and the trailers have done nothing to suggest that to me. I just don't know the whole style of this film looks. It's the things I don't like about DC films, basically. Mm. It's the Snyderverse still. It's almost yeah. like he's holding on to this dead legacy. It's like fuck it off, start again. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's like he, D- Dwayne Johnson, came out after Comic Con and said this film will usher in a new era of the of the DC universe and it's like what it looks the set like the new era is the batman and joker like standalone mm. movies mm-hmm. that do everything on their own terms not like weird cinematic universe shit um yeah it's someone it's sold strange. him a dream here well <laughs> i i also i can't tell if this is just the rock has enough power to just say whatever the fuck he wants because he keeps talking about fighting superman he keeps talking about uh like bringing in more character more unknown characters from the dc universe because he's he likes dc you're like this is all really nice and it's good to have a what, who seems to be a very genuine fan of the of the material hmm. in this place but i don't feel like black adam is the starting place that a lot of people want this to go on from um yeah, yeah i don't know it's it's all quite strange yeah i mean yeah i'm sorry as you can tell if, if you can tell already we're into the stuff uh here that we're, we're not as keen on i know uh i think um i don't know i've i don't know where to start with this one max i know you you almost had a very almost volatile reaction to the <laughs> D D film trailer yeah yeah it's a good job you weren't around me really i i knew i knew it was coming like i was having a conversation with my partner the day before that trailer dropped where i was like i already know that this film is going to be mcu does D mm-hmm. and the trailer drops and it's i mean arguably even more comedic it, it almost feels like i saw someone describe it as oh it's guardians of the galaxy and the forgotten realms and it's like there you go bingo it's like mm-hmm. fucking hell i already get enough of the mcu i fucking don't want this I think my big problem is with it, and like maybe this just makes me sound like like such an old fuddy-duddy, like, you know, <laughs> oh, I was playing D&D before the kids. But I think D&D now has grown popular because of stuff like Critical Role, which is mm. funny because you're watching people play the game, and I think the film is supposed to evoke the game rather than the setting of D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just feels like, oh, it's going to be watching a bunch of people like playing it as if they were around with their mates, having a laugh, trying to break the rule set of how D&D works and all of that, which I understand is probably what's popular at the moment and probably the way it needs to go to be a commercially successful venture. Um, it's not the D&D film I wanted. No, it feels like what I thought the Borderlands film might end up being. I keep forgetting yeah. that's being made. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm I'm obviously like D and D's not close to my heart like it is, yeah. is to yours. In the sound, it's also but... they've they've made the safest fucking party in the world. It's a bunch of humans and a a tiefling that barely looks like a tiefling. It's like <laughs> the, oh my um, god, you've got the get biggest some green ex- people in there. Exactly. <laughs> is, uh... Where's my Aracocra? God damn it! <laughs> exactly. Is is uh, Chris? Which Chris is this again? Can't remember his name. Is Pine? Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah. Is Chris Pine the weirdest leading man in Hollywood at the moment? Like he's an odd because he's, he's doing this. Odd, I think he's a good actor. Oh, I I, I find him really weird stuff. I find him really charming, but like he's in this 
at the same time as that Don't Worry Darling film where he oh, looks yeah, like yeah. And he, horrific he's be great in, in that, that. I think. like yeah. Botox nightmare in that film and like mm-hmm. I, I don't understand what his deal is like he came up as one of these the mega Chris's and he's just all over the place compared to the others mm-hmm. um, I really like him in Unstoppable with Denzel the first uh, I love that the film. first Star Trek reboot I still yeah. think is like fucking yeah. a brilliant brilliant movie and he is a huge part of that and it just mm-hmm. this seems like that character again which honestly i'm not totally against i this is the thing i think it this film looks really naff but i'm not necessarily against like watching him and michelle rodriguez do quips for a while um mm-hmm. it's just it's just quite odd <laughs> like, yeah. it's just strange. i think the thing is is like D as a as a universe is good for lots of different styles so i don't actually have anything against the idea of like the being a caper in it i think it just looks so much like a bunch of people who are like you know what the mcu's big critical role is big that's what we're gonna make mm-hmm. rather than like for mm-hmm. me D is much more about excitement necessarily than comedy and i ex- i understand that the yeah. two flow together but like, like you watch that trailer what's the fucking stakes in that yeah. film it's just a bunch of people prancing around having a bit of fun because one's a bard <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh well it could be good you never know so yeah. uh, stay tuned for that uh <laughs> that quiche is still very firm in the <laughs> oven oh it's uh, savory as fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, i've just got down here um because i think you mentioned it um joe wheel of time season three madness yeah uh, just a very short point to make that Wheel of Time season one it's a fucking abominable mess like just a real real misstep I don't understand how they are possibly commissioning season three already before season two's come out just put another 60 million dollars or whatever it costs into Rings of Power and make it look better I don't understand how this is going to make them more money than that uh, it's just 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 get rid of it delete it <laughs> i don't want to watch any more of this show it's so bad no one in it can act except rosamund pike and she's just sad all the time in it it's awful man oh uh, well should we get actually no we've got one more thing that's mad sorry we will get on to some good stuff um they're also they're also selling the infinity stones for 25 million dollars yeah com- <laughs> a company made uh six real gemstones that look like the infinity stones and they say they're gonna they say they're worth 25 million dollars to be fair i haven't actually seen them say definitively that they will sell them um as a set but they made they had a props company make an infinity gauntlet for them i just want to say if you're listening to this podcast and you have 25 million dollars to spare and you spend it on the infinity stones then you just I don't. I, I, a lot of the stuff I want to say is unbroadcastable. <laughs> just, just have a fucking good look at yourself. Shut up and give it to me. <laughs> there we go. If you're if you're one of the people buying the Infinity Stones, there's some advice for you. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone who has that much money has ever listened to our podcast. <laughs> Uh, if you're a millionaire, <laughs> write in <laughs> at IGN underscore UK Millionaire stories. That's all we want next. Yeah, we'll uh, do a millionaire special. Yeah, maybe you almost drowned and you sued for a million or something. <laughs> like that Tim Robinson sketch with the lady who made all her money because she got attacked by the Charlie Brun. Charlie. <laughs> the Charlie. Uh, What's he called? Charlie Brown? Is that what he's Charlie called? Charlie Brown, the, yeah. the little cartoon. Yeah, he got yeah. attacked by the Charlie Brown balloon at a parade, and now she's <laughs> got a million dollars. She spends it on wine. Good program. Better there than we Wheel go. of Time. Good stuff. Right. 
let's get on to the MCU. So what we've done, instead of just going through everything, we've, we've done a little ranking, similar to how we did our Stranger Things character rankings. We've got, what we've got here is 21 different Marvel things that have been announced. Some uh, important clarifications here. No unconfirmed titles, so only anything that's been officially unveiled. So, no holiday specials. No. None of that. And also no undated projects, such as like we know there's going to be a Deadpool 3 coming. We've not included it because we don't know when. Mm. So yeah, there's 21 things here, a lot of which were shown at uh, Comic-Con last week, some of which we already knew. But um, yeah. We'll use this as a chance to talk about those things. I believe Matt's come with some research about what the backstories for these things exactly. might be. He's going he's gonna <laughs> to innovate you with knowledge. I will say like out of 21 of these things it did increasingly become apparent I think to all of us how few of them we are genuinely really excited for so we'll probably skim over about 10 to 15 of these <laughs> but there's stuff um, there's stuff in here where I think it's entirely possible I will be really excited once I see it mm. but I need to yeah. see those things first like, so, we yeah. don't even know any of the people the directors of some of these things mm. yet we just literally know what it's called yeah. so um, without any further ado, we all had the same thing. Bottom twenty first on our list. It's it's the I am Groot shorts. Oh yeah, do we need? Yeah, we, have we said we we all did our own rankings? Oh and yes, we have we've all done this in those exactly. And only I know the actual ranking. So the this final. is news to you two. But yeah, we all had I am Groot, I am Groot short stories last. Not because I particularly hate Groot. I actually quite like Groot. But I don't. Just seem, I don't no, like Groot. Baby okay, Groot can neither... fuck off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the idea like of watching him. any more Baby Groot or teenage Groot, honestly, just has to stop. Just, I don't mind grow him up Groot. again. Make him a nice Vin Diesel boy. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. I don't mind him, especially with the ELO start to Guardians. Too. No, I very shut much awful. like that opening. Um, <laughs> we're obviously not the target market for this series. It's a it's a little kids short animated show. It's gonna be. I'd be surprised this isn't completely inconsequential to the rest of the MCU. This, this is would... Tom and Jerry with a tree in it. This is what yeah. it is. It's gonna have some massive connection. They're gonna put something in a post credits for this. Doctor, and we're imagine all gonna have Doctor to watch Doom. it. And I'm gonna have to write about it, and I'll be sick on my keyboard <laughs> while I write about it. I think these are out. Uh, what in two weeks? Like. I, I'm not gonna look. I think this is the only one on this list that I'll act, mm, actually no, <laughs> probably two or three actually that I just won't watch. The rest I will watch even if I'm only half interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this one, is there much more to say about it? It's a, a no. kids' animated show with Groot getting in capers for five minutes, probably. Um, do we know is Vin Diesel returning to the role? For this? He has to be. <laughs> that's his. That's his role. That's his MCU yeah. business. It's only an yeah. hour in the recording booth, isn't it? They're only good like one live. Sure. What a payday! <laughs> oh, no, Unbelievable. Getting loads for that. Uh, right, twentieth. We have <laughs> What If season two. Mm. Um, I didn't watch all of What If season one. To be I honest. did. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah. For my sins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, like, which I is why this few. is twentieth in my list. Yeah, watch this. This wasn't few, actually yeah. as low as this on mine. Oh, I wow. got something else under this. Really? But I went back to watch the Doctor Strange episode before Doctor Strange. Cause, the only good like, one. Yeah, because you thought, oh, maybe this will have an impact. It didn't really matter at all. You didn't need to have watched it. Or it would have. Well, but... I kind of think they suggested that maybe that one had got, or at least the marketing manipulated you to think that Doctor Strange episode had more to do with yeah. multiverse madness than it actually did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be more what if stories, which again, probably 
you'd guess are going to be fairly inconsequential to the to the universe as a whole. Well, this is the problem related to to Matt's point. Is like when it first came out, I was kind of like, eh, I'm interested. Like those are interesting comic conceits. I'll watch those. And then yeah. the animation style and the performances were not great, and some of those stories felt pretty inconsequential. And then we got this thing where it's like, fuck, these are going to tie in. Like this is how they're getting multiverse stuff in here. And we saw captain carter in live action and we saw sinister strange mm. and so you're like okay season two actually seems more palatable to me now because that might you know continue to tie into those things and then when doctor strange came along and we realized oh it's, those are visual references that's it none of that none of those stories mattered mattered none of those narratives mattered i'm back on the i don't give a shit train <laughs> like i just don't i just don't care um yeah it's yeah. just they they kind of shot their shot and completely wasted it and I, i'm surprised yeah. it's getting a second series to be honest i think i think as a rule my rankings are kind of almost i've done it almost by how consequential i feel they will be to the larger picture mm. just because the larger picture is what i care about at this point i think i've had enough side stuff and enough new origin stories that i, I want to get back into the meat of it also yeah i think that is what's influenced a lot of my picks here and um yeah 19 we have Echo, oh. the Disney Plus series. Yeah, oh, good guy. I think this. So I think this on my ranking was lower than uh, mm. What If. Mm. Um, I like. Obviously, I'll point out that I do believe that you know Marvel should be diversifying their casts, and the idea yeah. of a you know a woman fronted who is deaf and mm-hmm. actually I think and she's also disabled in terms of missing a limb. I believe yep. all of that very good work, but. Why on earth they made her the most fucking boring character in yeah. in Hawkeye? It's like you had the opportunity to to do something good for people, like to to have like a fantastic piece of representation and lead it, and you absolutely you didn't even fire the shots. The bullets still in the chamber. Yeah. They didn't give her a lot of great stuff to do in that, unfortunately, did they? And I actually had it on sixteenth on my list. I didn't have it as low, but I think the only thing that actually is the reason I've got it that high is because I think like this is the first time we'll see Daredevil again. I, I this is the, the, my worry here is that it's going to turn the, into a Daredevil. Well, show. this is the <laughs> beginning of us realizing that we have reaped what we sowed with the Daredevil thing because he's in four different fucking projects before, <laughs> like in the next two years, and you're just like, no, we just wanted Charlie Cox back for his thing. We don't need yeah. him to appear in everything now. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm slightly, I'm slightly concerned about it. Also, like Vincent D'Onofrio as as Wilson Fisk is fantastic, but he wasn't fantastic in Hawkeye, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of worried about this version of him. So yeah, just Echo in general feels like kind of a shaky proposition to me at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not entirely sure. Yeah, it's also what one of those ones where it, it was announced before the show came out. Like, so yeah. they haven't. It, you, you always wonder what those decisions are because this mm-hmm. seems to be pre-Charlie... Well, maybe... No, this would be when Charlie Cox is already involved, but there's just something going on there where they f- it feels like they're just really jumping the gun. They're like, we're just going to go for it. This, um, this is, you know, like this is a conversation at large so that, you know, I've my current massive problem with the MCU is, is it's all written too much in parallel. Mm. Like, everything's been written before you know there's a huge my biggest issue with with multiverse madness was the way it treats wonder 
And it's just, it doesn't... It's because it was written at the same time as, as WandaVision yeah. was. So all you get given is, here's a note as to what our idea is where Wanda will be at the end of the show. Mm. But that doesn't include the nuance of the growth. It completely oversaw what the point of that show was. And I worry that the more and more that we're stacking up films and stacking up shows, you get into the point where probably things are going to be written before the thing they're sequels to mm. has even gone into production. Mm-hmm. It's just I think I think it's a real dangerous kind of rope for this kind of stuff. Yeah, just struggling to get excited for that one, uh, which you know is the case for quite a few of the next ones. To be fair, I do actually have some big breaking news actually here from Twitter. Um, <laughs> after more than sixty years, Sprite is retiring the green bottle to go what? to a clear bottle. How do we feel about that? That sounds like it'll look weird. Yeah, because yeah, it just well, I mean, there's like a picture of water. It. Yeah, it, it doesn't look right, frankly. Well, they're going um, for the white claw vibe. <laughs> they're just um, going for the. Yeah. I don't know if there's environmental seltzer. reasons or cost reasons around that. Oh, but, if um, it's environmental reasons, yeah. good on them. But if it's yeah. not, then you fucked it, Sprite. Come Can on. they at least then turn the drink itself green? So, oh, that's artificial colourings, then Simon. We don't want that. Not if okay, they you, not if they milk it from worms or something. <laughs> I don't know. Talking about milking things at number eighteen, what? we have Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Uh, what is this again? I love I'm, Catherine. And let Hahn, me let me but... just re- let me just go. Yeah, I'm that talking was about a very... milking a property, yeah. not not Agatha herself. Anyway, <laughs> Agatha, dairy farmer. Um, yeah, making quiche. Um, right. Uh, I th- I'm. What, what's this? I'm be? glad we're all on the same page with this because I thought I might be an outlier in putting this. I think I had oh, this. Yeah. In, what 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 number are we on? Seventeen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, I had this at sixteen, so I had a tiny bit higher, but. I, everyone liked Agatha. Everyone liked Catherine Hahn's performance. She was fantastic in WandaVision. I just don't think I ever came out of that show wanting to know what happened to her next. No. <laughs> like it seems and it like still annoys me that it wasn't her all along, like the song yeah. says. Because it yeah. wasn't. It was Wonder all along. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lie. Um, um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it. Can't, I just don't know what this decision is. I don't know what it we're going to follow her to, to do. It feels like that song obviously went viral, became a massive kind of TikTok sensation, stuff like that. It's like some Dumbo at uh, Marvel was just like, (laughs) oh, people love her. Yeah. Like, like desperately scrambling through scraps of comics to find storylines that they can be based from. Do you know what this would be in phase two? It would be one of those Marvel one shots. It would be a 10 minute thing where you get that character again for a tiny bit. And they, some of those became really popular for being those things. Um, it, It seems bizarre. Like, not least when. You know, it within the Marvel universe, they killed the Darkhold, like so, which is the thing that she was connected to. So you're just like, what's she gonna do? Are we just gonna watch her like kookying about and like wandering it's about that, and doing that thing, spells? Right, is that I appreciate like obviously in the comics she's very very attached to a Wanda, b the Darkhold, that kind of stuff, and it almost feels like the reasoning for her character does no long no longer exists within kind of like the current MCU. That's not to say that I'm absolutely open to lots of experimentation and turning the characters into things they weren't in the comics. Mm. I just don't know. Kooky witch, is that is that what we're really going for? I don't for know. For are we going back to like, show? Are we going back to like the sixteen hundreds? Is it going back to that? I don't is That's, this where that was done. That was an is, episode of Wonder. Is this Vision, another right? stealth show where it turns into a Wonder show? This is well, the one where they bring her back. It begs the, it does beg the question, like the coven element implies that there's multiple characters involved here mm. and i'm sure they're not going to just go like 
like I don't know, it's Octavia Spencer and like <laughs> it's just like a bunch of famous actresses having a lovely time. Is it just going to be? Yeah. Is it just going to be charmed? But this is it, like, because she's so funny that they're not mm. going to waste her on being a serious character. But then what is that Marvel maybe show? They just can, maybe they enjoy doing the sitcom stuff in WandaVision so much. They're like, we want to do more of those. How do we do it? Yeah. We do it with her. I don't know. Prove me Who wrong, knows? Marvel. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what we want at 18. Um, at 17. Do you know what? I, I had this. I had this at nine. Cause I, I'm I thought people would be more into this. Um, at 17 is Spider-Man freshman year. Hmm. I, I'm always up for more Spider-Man. I know it's an animated show. It's not like new Tom Holland like live action Spider-Man, but it's him at it's going to be him at school battling all the famous villains. Two things here. Uh, one, have they even said Tom Holland's in this show? It's got. It's surely got a voice. He's playing. I don't know. It's that version of Spider-Man, isn't it? It's his well, school year. That's the other thing. Is there are characters in this who, as far as we understand it, haven't aren't he doesn't know about so this feels like it's not prime universe spider-man mm. um the my main problem with this is and this is maybe unfair because i'm kind of judging it on what it's not but spider-man homecoming did such a good job of just not getting into the origin story and just going like it happened over there like we're not talking mm-hmm. about that That's fair. i really don't give a shit about his early times of spider-man because like we saw the interesting bit Homecoming is the interesting bit of him getting to learn to be Spider-Man. So what is this? This is just him like jumping about and like getting stuck to stuff. Like, I just we've like seen Spider-Man it a hundred times at school, though. I just, I just, See, I, don't I, enjoy I, it. I have a, this thing about like I don't understand why people are obsessed with Spider-Man at school because it was such a small <laughs> part of the comics. Like Spider-Man as the photographer, Spider-Man as the scientist. Mm. Like those are the for me the interesting points of Spider-Man. He gets to have like proper agency in those roles and do interesting things. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man at school is just it was like like. 20 issues of the comic. <laughs> yeah, but I like it. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... don't know. I'm, 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 I'm more excited for it. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good fun. And uh, okay. don't forget, Charlie Cox's Daredevil's yeah, in Charlie it for Cox's absolutely no reason. So, yeah, that that is a bit <laughs> odd. Because supposedly, what, they only just... Like, we're spoiling latest MCU films here. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this one came out almost a year ago now. But, like, surely the first time they meet was in Far From Home. Um... I guess you could say he might not know it. Like, I don't... Yeah, anyway. I'm not sure they they delve into that. But also, like... Oh, I guess we're... mm, I guess we don't even know whether the Netflix shows are canon or whatever. So, who knows? But there is that element of, like... So when is this? Is this before he's... Like, because the start of that Daredevil series, he's, like, not doing very much. Like, is this before he's Daredevil? So is it just Charlie Cox wandering about? (laughs) I guess it's just... It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just reading as a headline why Spider-Man Freshman Year isn't his canon MCU origin. So I suppose, do we even... Is it 100% confirmed it's Peter Parker? Must be. I don't know. Surely. Well, I don't know. There's lots of different Peter Parkers anyway, aren't there? Mm. Who knows? We'll find more. This one's, what, two years away. We'll find out more uh, later on, I imagine. Um, at 16, this is one where actually we all had it quite low. I thought other people might be into it. I think this is the first one where people... Would be might be a bit annoyed because people absolutely love this, yeah. and it's arguably one that's not even MCU. It's X Men '97. Mm. I don't have the childhood love yeah. of this series that I know so many do. I yeah, I never watched it as a kid. I've never watched an episode of X Men. I really loved it, but I'm just not that interested. Like I, 
I would rather we were getting... And I know we'll get X-Men. Like, it's obviously going to happen. Mm. But I'd rather this wasn't the introduction to it. Um, because what I liked about X-Men at the time was, like, just turning it on on a Saturday, eating cereal and listening to the theme tune. And, like, I'm not in it for the continuity and the fact that they're like, this follows on directly from the end of the series when fucking Professor X went to space and went to live in space and Magneto's running the school. And I'm like, we're starting there. That's the start of the X-Men in, in back in the hands of Marvel is Magneto's running the school and Professor X is in space. What is going on? Also, there's something... Like, I don't know what the overall plan is for it at the moment, but if this is the idea of that, like, so you continue on with that and then you're also going to use this as kind of like a way to worm X-Men back into mm. the MCU... Like leave leave it alone. It was it was a fun television show for a lot of people from the nineties. That's all it needed to be. It it, mm-hmm. it feels very much like, I mean, this falls squarely in what phase five, the mm-hmm. new phase five, which we haven't we haven't actually talked about the phase stuff. Oh god, I, yeah. So what phase four ends with Black Panther in a few months? Yeah. So She Hulk and Black Panther are the end of phase four. Mm-hmm. Phase which five. Seemed, is... It seemed a little bit like a. a a definite filler phase. <laughs> it was barely a phase. Yeah. Like, yeah. What was it? It was just a bunch of things that fell out of the air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then phase five seems to be where they're kicking off some kind of Kang continuity with Ant-Man. Mm. Um, it would not surprise me that given that these phases are called the multiverse saga, if X-Men 97 turned into a way, a crossover event of some kind where these people find themselves in the MCU, um, mm-hmm. which will be... That would be interesting if not... Like, I'll tell you what would be amazing is if final episode of this series, uh, they step through and we meet the live-action versions of those characters. Like, Oh, uh, I don't want the idea of, like, someone opening a door and it's cartoon, but through the door in real life. Like that. I'm into this episode where Homer walks in the real city. I'm I'm kind of into that. Um, (laughs) Like, if that's how they introduce those characters, I'd be fine with it. Um, but I just just Wolverine yeah. walking through, taking off the cartoon head, and he's Taron Egerton underneath it. <laughs> yes, I'm into it. See, you're describing good things. Um, but yeah, the the over, just the general premise of like we're getting the animated series back, not mm-hmm. not quite as fun for me. But if we get uh, you know a high quality redo of that theme tune, then it's all worthwhile. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it'll be fine. I think I'm 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 just waiting for new X Men at this yeah. point. So yeah. uh, hopefully we'll be getting those soon. At fifteen, we have Ironheart, which is one I think could soon shoot up more up those rankings. We're seeing Ironheart for the first time in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, and if like yeah, if she's a standout in that, then absolutely, definitely, I'm up for more in Ironheart. And I'm just kind of missing. I feel like the MCU as a whole is missing that Iron Man type character. And I know it's not the same necessarily, but you know what I mean. Genius inventors are cool. Everyone likes a genius inventor. Uh, I actually put this at 10. I'm much more, much higher up. Um, I've never read any Ironheart, but I I love the idea. Like, I just think it's a really, it's just a really cool use of that, that character and how to evolve it. And I'm really glad we've got there that, that quickly with the MCU. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm super excited to see her, her introduced in Black Panther. And that's why, I've got this a little further up. Um, it just feels like a blank slate as well. Like, there's a lot you can do with the fact that you know how 
Iron Man's suit and style and ideas work, but with a brand new character inside it that's not Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, <laughs> you've got like there's some real there's there's real like narrative fun to be had with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my feel. I think I, mine don't... was about midway down, wasn't it? I think just because I only know the character theoretically, so I'm currently indifferent. Mm, exactly. Like we'll, we'll know a lot more in November once we've seen Black Panther, but yeah, I'm potentially up for that one. 14, which is probably not a good sign, seeing as this starts in only, what, three weeks' sign, uh, three weeks time? She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, is only at 14th, which, considering this is the one by far we know the most about, mm-hmm. isn't really a good, uh, good seller for it, is it? Because, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm... I appreciate they're doing, like, they've described it as basically a sitcom, mm. which is fine by me. But I don't know. Like I'm saying at this point, I want more consequential stuff now, and this is not going to be that, I don't think. My ranking for this could change completely after the first episode of this show. Um, mm. But, yeah, I've I've actually got this directly at 14. And, I like, this is the thing. I love Tatiana Maslany. I love Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I think watching those two hang out will be really entertaining. No matter what it is, they'll just be super effortlessly charming people. But yeah, I don't know what this show's going to do for us. Um, mm-hmm. feels most likely that it would maybe set up some of the Thunderbolt stuff because like, I can see Abomination being worked back into... like He's a, char- a major character mm-hmm. in this seemingly. like Maybe that's where we're going and she's kind of... I don't think she'd be on the Thunderbolts, but like kind of getting towards that stuff, um, mm-hmm. tying it a bit closer together. Well, it just gives them another option as well, doesn't it? When eventually Mark Ruffalo is like, "I'm too old for this, or I just don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, you have the you have like the shadow character come yeah. in and be like, "Well, there you go." Yeah, Echo yeah. Fighters from Smash Bros. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, I think I actually probably rank this higher than both because this was, I think, just in my top ten. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of that is that like I've only ever read one She-Hulk comic, but it was damn good. Like I had a real good time with it. It was really fun. Um, like that that good balance between like peril and genuine comedy. Um, but I I love Orphan Black. Like that yeah. show was a real mm-hmm. good one for me. And I I see this one as being a bit of a Hawkeye in that kind of like ultimately out of all of the scores I've given for the Marvel shows, Hawkeye was the one that got the highest. Not necessarily because. Like, One Division is a much more, like, inventive and ambitious show, but I think ultimately squiffs the ending in the same, like, I had with, like, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, absolutely cannonballed itself off at the end. I just think, I think She-Hulk will aim for, like, very mid-level and stick it all the way through and will be held up by its, like, performances, definitely not its CG. And I think it will just be, like, just consistently pretty good rather mm-hmm. than being a life-changing kind of like mcu shattering thing and i'm kind of okay with that that's fine and i'm right thinking daredevil's not confirmed to be in this but surely no he is isn't he in the is trailer he... you see his hands don't yeah you? with the with the with the I've gone, I've, there's so many different things he's popping up in there well, that makes sense right like the it two absolutely lawyers, does they're like, yeah yeah the, cool. the mcu lawyer mid-universe <laughs> <laughs> like that's what i want just like if it is just like pocket episodes of them like solving cases and like mm-hmm. there's weird MCU characters pocket popping up, like I'd be into that. But I'm not. I didn't get a great sense of that from you know the, what my the, the big thing needs to do is it needs to know its place because this is a thing that I think Ms. Marvel got really wrong is I think it tried to be too big for what it was. Like it was a great coming of age kind of like 
someone discovering how to be a superhero and learning how all the consequences of that work. Mm-hmm. I think all of the stuff that it does with the gin and stuff like that is it was a step too far for it. It was almost weirdly too traditionally Marvel and it needed a big villain when it didn't. It, yep. it could have done, I think it still could have done a lot of the interesting stuff that it did around petition, you know, sort of like in Pakistan, without the need to do duff like Marvel villains. Yeah. And I hope that She-Hulk knows, like, just keep it as, like, the lawyer, the comedy lawyer show with a big green lady in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I said, August 17th it starts, so we'll soon know if it is on the right track or not. Next one surprised me a bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I had this one at 7. Uh, it's all the way down at, what have we got here, 13 Teen. on the list. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, I dragged this down. It's at 17 yeah. for me. <laughs> Wow. I don't know where it was for me. I think it was you definitely had it lower. About, like 15, yeah. 16. Guardians is done. It's yeah. done. I like I love the first two Guardians movie. movies. I really like them both, but I just cannot bring myself to be interested in any more that they've done, especially after Thor. Um like they were awful in Thor. Uh, I yeah. I think there's still story to tell. I don't think it's quite done. Like I don't think the um Star Lord Gamora stuff is completely resolved but like, what's, what is the resolution interested. for it like the resolution is either i don't know they i'm get, not i'm not james no, I'm, gunn i'm not <laughs> i'm not asking you the question uh, <laughs> like to me there are two resolutions to that there's they get mm. back together so who gives a shit they were already together or they don't and then it just feels like you've wasted loads of time and it's just like peter quill has, mm-hmm. has learned and grown and it's like i'm not in it to I, watch peter quill i, learn I, I and do grow. think this is I do think this is the last we'll see of them. I think James Gunn even said yeah. that this is kind of the end of their story. He's, so they're not yeah. going to necessarily have a bigger thing going on in the universe. I will. I think I put this high just because, like you said, one and two, I really do think both of those are great. Mm. I really enjoy them. I do have the slight fear that it's going to have a similar thing that I did with Taika Waititi with James Gunn that I'm going to be like, oh, no, I, I know your joke now for two, and it's going to be that joke for two hours. But I do think James Gunn is much better at the actual emotional hits than Taika Waititi is. So I feel like even if the jokes don't land as much in Guardians, he knows, like, the end of Volume 2, to me, is is one of the bigger, like, emotional beats in all of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I trust him to deliver a good ending to their story. And I, f- I feel like there is still that ending they need just going off into the sunset. So... Mm. That's, that's what, what I'm excited What I will for. say is I do really like Adam Warlock as a character. Yes. And so I am excited to see Adam Warlock in the MCU. And I like Will Poulter. Like, mm. I think he's mm-hmm. got great eyebrows. And um, um, Maria Baklova from as uh, Cosmo. Barat as yeah. Cosmo the Space Dog. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm into that. I just wish that kind of like... I feel that the whole Gamora storyline they've set up, I really worry mm. that's going to overtake the film. Like, I want it to be a film about Adam Warlock. Like, the Guardians don't almost need to take center stage yeah. in their own movie anymore I think from but... what they teased it like there's gonna be some big rocket stuff like flashbacks to him uh being experimented on as a kid and stuff like that so <sighs> i don't know who knows we'll see i i'm still excited though we I, know I, rocket I like was sad we don't need to see rocket being sad and it is that i think they are in that slight problem now not that many people played it which is a shame but the guardians video game did that whole storyline mm-hmm. a lot better than i think the films will um yeah so at 12 now we have the Marvels. What do we think about that? <laughs> so, 
You know, before Captain Marvel came out originally, like I was super excited for that. Like I love Brie Larson. I love the you know the the original Captain Marvel comics, and I thought like Marvel did such a smart thing, like evolving her from original Ms. Marvel into Captain Marvel. Um, and I think I did enjoy the film at the time when it came out. I couldn't tell you what happens in it, other than she I tried through watching a spaceship. it again, and I did find it quite. Dull. I, hmm. I again with you. I think Brie Larson is is a brilliant actress, but I do think she's quite wooden in that. I don't know if it's. More, I think it's more personally the actual script. It's script is it tougher yeah. than mm-hmm. her. But um, so like I can't remember what happens in it. I say other than she punches through a spaceship and and like. Is that the one that's got Jude Law in it? Is he the bad yeah, guy? Yeah, mm. yeah, it's got Jude Law. Like, like that's genuinely how much I've forgotten the, the, about a film about one of my favourite Marvel characters. Yeah, it's the like... Rambo stuff is good. That relationship's all very good. And if we get some of that with Miss Marvel as well, and the Miss Marvel show, I think we could agree, was really good. So that, I think that's what's bumped it up for me, is that getting all them interacting together could be quite fun. I really liked Miss um, Marvel as a character, um, so I am excited. But I'd much rather see her getting to do her own stuff yeah. like and there is that problem the... isn't there with captain marvel is that she is just all pat like what can't she do <laughs> it's like yeah. how do you put her in jeopardy necessarily is is a problem mm-hmm. but... i really hope it's good because it's near costa that's uh that's directing mm-hmm. this right like she is super accomplished she's done some good stuff yeah um no, i hope it's good but i just like i um spectrum so kind of like uh uh monica Ram- no is it's not is it Monica Rambeau is in or the Maria. one that's going to be in, or Maria? I can't remember Maria if Maria is, or Monica. I can't remember which one's Maria the daughter. Maria is older, which right? Is the yeah. original <laughs> friend of Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monica. I was less fussed about in in One Division, but like potentially, it's if those three characters are the right people to put together to pull out the coolest bits about them. Yeah. Then there is the chance that that could be a super good team up film. Yeah. That, um, that one's out in exactly a year, twenty eighth of July. 2023 they're coming thick and fast aren't they like we'll get to it in a bit but we're getting the end to another another massive arc that hasn't even really started in just over two years um oh no sorry just over three years sorry but still that seems that seems quick when what the whole of what from iron man to endgame was almost 10 years mm-hmm. yeah. i think it was 10 years wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. anyway 11 this one would i mean if we'd said this three to five years ago that this would only be at 11 i think people would be like how it's a captain america film captain america new world order this must sadden you matt to have to put captain america film this low yeah yeah because obviously i am a super big fan of, of mm. cap um and you know i've got nothing against it being you know not actually steve rogers you know mm. behind the shield that's absolutely fine the problem is is the falcon and the winter soldier and it's Malcolm Spellman's ability to spin a story. Now, if anybody kind of followed the reviews that I wrote, I was super into Falcon and the Winter Soldier for like the first half of its run. I genuinely think that Malcolm Spellman was going for some really fucking good stuff. The problem was is that when you got to that conclusion, which was like the absolute important point to pull those stories together, mm-hmm. it just turned out that half of those stories just completely fell apart. And any of the promise in the stories that he had built well... I just don't think it was delivered on. Like, I really didn't like that finale. I think and that's I, the worst, arguably the worst individual episode of TV they've put out on Disney+. Yeah, Plus. yeah, it's yeah terrible. almost certainly. Like, yeah. like, absolutely does... Mm-hmm. Like, it betrays the characters. It almost betrays some of the arcs that he's built himself in that yeah. show. And so I just don't have any faith in the film. I do think that Bucky and... Are we calling him Cap now or Falcon? Is he officially 
called it's Captain, Captain America. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, they, I feel like they were building a bit of a, a relationship, and that like it was coming together a bit much. It was just, you know, it was never as stronger, as strong as any of the relationships they had with Steve Rogers. So mm-hmm. that was always going to be a problem. But the thing that uh, I've got this wherever I've got this at eleven, so I've got this exactly where it is on our list. The the hopeful thing I have is that just where it is in the schedule that it'll be relatively important and just the name to me has like rings of winter soldier i'm hoping it's that sort of thing we're getting oh because do you want to know what new world order is like because go on you've got your research let's bring in new world order expert research yeah new world order is an organization in the comics run by red skull it's from a 90s uh, hulk comic and it is literally just like effectively neo-nazis but run by the original nazi um because red school can come back as many times as he want basically um there's there's not it's not like a huge kind of plot line or anything like that but that does seem to be what they're pointing to so my guess is this will be the return of hydra basically Mm -hmm. and zemo's got a feature in it maybe he's got to come back at some point or Uh, i i think zemo will come back i don't think this will be the film oh Oh, a little tease there. Um, but yeah, have you got any any uh, anything about Captain America, Joe? Are you, I, are you interested? I, I, like, I'm interested in as much as I really like... Like, I love Sam, and mm-hmm. I, I, think, I, I think he was super hard done by by that TV show. I think the TV show itself... I don't feel like he was the problem with it. Uh, no. It was, you know, it was a weirdly written show. It was a very flatly directed show. I think if you get a different director and a different story, then this has every chance of being cool. It's just, I don't have much to go off. So it's kind of middling for me. It just sits around there because, yeah, I just don't know what's going going down with it. It's fittingly right in the middle of our list. Um, at, and we're in the top 10. We're getting to stuff now. We're getting into some sweeter quiches is what we're getting. Yeah, they're getting, you know. A little bit of a little bit of sweetness on the tongue. Uh, number ten, we have the Thunderbolts, or just Thunderbolts. I think you had this much higher on your list, Matt. If, I, if I'm correct, which which is odd because, like in general, like I'm not actually super excited about this. But to link immediately back to what we're doing, this is where I think uh, Baron Zemo will come mm. back in. Uh, but it's a massive ask of what what does Marvel want to do with it? Because the Thunderbolts have changed a lot in the comics. Yeah, The Thunderbolts were originally, basically, Marvel's Suicide Squad, led by Baron Zemo, a bunch of criminals going out doing tasks. Um, the current iteration of the Thunderbolts is much more of a just a Marvel heroes that don't have other teams to belong to. So it could become much more of like a you know dollar store Avengers than it is a genuine kind of like anti-hero group mm. i i do almost feel like the anti-hero group train left the station a long time ago and if marvel wanted it they probably should have gone then um but hey maybe it's been I, i'd say long enough since suicide squad but like the new good suicide squad only came out last year mm. yeah. um I'm but not, I'm if just, it's that like i'm okay like you I said don't... the lineup there is potentially putting together for this isn't the most exciting it's got um what's his name the agent um, u.s agent um, u.s, US agent, agent. Mm-hmm. um yelena yelena's very good i like yelena um what's the name of i've completely gone blank of the uh, seinfeld actress who's who's heading this all up apparently uh, oh, lady um, v <laughs> yeah uh, uh valentine yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um did you see the um 
rumours. I, I read this rumours yesterday. I don't know uh, if it's complete nonsense or not. That apparently uh, one of our favourites from Stranger Things, Sadie Sink, has uh, signed up for a role in the MCU. And people are oh, really? theorising it is for Songbird in the Thunderbolts. Okay. But at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think I had this lower on my list just because I just... Yeah, I don't really know... You the know lineup they've s- got so far doesn't excite me. Uh, but what I will say is that lineup does remind me a lot of like James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah. They're yeah, all yeah. people you didn't give a shit about, but That's actually true. you did a damn good job of working it, so maybe the right I, director. I've got this at like 11, and it's because I've got kind of competing feelings about it, which is one, we've seen Marvel previously bring together a bunch of characters that you have no prior knowledge of or very little prior knowledge of and turn them into something really good with Guardians of the Galaxy. On the other hand, if we're pushing this anti-hero side of stuff, we know for sure that MCU is not going to go as far as the Suicide Squad films. Yeah. Like, they are not going to make them truly grotesque, which mm-hmm. reduces any impact of them being anti-heroes. Like, they're just grumpy. Like, and that mm-hmm. just means you have just have a whole film of dour people making, like, snarky quips. That's what I'm worried about. Um, I don't want, like, US agent bloodlessly punching dudes for two hours and scowling. Particularly when the only impactful thing that a US agent ever did was slam a man's head off with a shield. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm cautious. I'm interested in it, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like up for it yet. Number nine. This is one I had higher. Number nine. Uh, this was my number four. Uh, is it number nine? Is Loki season two. Mm. I'm well up for Loki season two. Not only because I really enjoyed Loki season one and I love Tom Hiddleston in that role, but I feel like this is like the way that season one ended. I like this is where I'm getting this stuff. Like, I think this is going to have big consequences, although it's not in the films and it's on TV. Just like Loki's such a big character and Kang turned up obviously in that. Like, I feel like this is going to be the one that ties together film and tv and puts loki back into the film somewhere that's kind of what i don't want that's why it's lower for me um Uh, i i i I thought loki redeemed itself right at the end with the kang stuff i thought that was fucking amazing but then every subsequent film kind of just forgot that it had happened like the effect was the same in spider-man but that was about it um Mm -hmm. so i just feel like the the force of that change has not been felt since and it feels like Loki season two is going to have to scramble to be that thing. And I think it feels more likely that what we're going to have is sort of a time travel or dimensional travel caper where Loki and Owen Wilson and, you know. And just... Even so, I'm up for that, to be honest. It's f- so. I mean, it's fine. It's But it's just not, I don't know. I just want propulsion. I want things <laughs> to mean stuff again. And it feels like Loki season two isn't going to be where that happens yeah. for me. I spe- it's in our place. We don't really know when stuff is happening in the MCU. Like we don't know if this was happening at the same time. Like I, I know the the bureau doesn't really uh uh like the was the FDA doesn't really uh exist in time or pla- like you know it's kind of an odd thing. Mm-hmm. Like is it when will its effects be felt like it's the similar thing that people is putting out with eternals there's now this like i don't know thousand mile long eternal being sticking out of the ice in earth and no uh, one uh, said anything yeah it's like <laughs> explained away by like a news report isn't it and then that's but yeah there is literally a celestial sticking out the earth yeah i, I don't know you know, i'm less excited about loki because i wasn't the biggest fan of the first season because 
I understand what they're doing with his character and it's good to give characters growth, but also I just wanted him to be naughty and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It wasn't. Maybe he'll get naughtier in season two for you. Um, do you know he can get a bit... Ah, so. Does he get a bit naughty? I don't know. Number eight, Daredevil Born Again. I'm sure this will be higher up people's lists. I was probably bringing this down by having it at 12, to be honest. And you know what? A big part of this is, although we've uh, kind of discussed it, probably we don't really know the relationship between the Netflix series and this. I still haven't I haven't finished the Daredevil uh, Netflix series, which I'm currently re-watching now, so I will get on with that soon. But um, yeah, like, are we going to get Charlie Cox Overload? And good for him. I like Charlie Cox a lot. Uh, I mentioned the other day, uh, Bulwark Empire, still absolutely mm-hmm. one of the best things ever made. But uh, yeah, cl- happy for him. But uh, this is what eighteen episodes. Yeah, that's why it's, it's that's why it's that's why it's number twelve for me as well. <laughs> Just it's yeah. it, it's definitely higher for me because I do love Daredevil. But um, eighteen episodes when already the Netflix ones are every single season of Daredevil on Netflix is at least two episodes too long, yep. and they're only thirteen episodes. Um, interesting title on this one. It's Born Again. I don't know if that means that they're doing the Born Again storyline that they've already done in season three, but. I think that's the whole thing of who the fuck knows what this is. And I think what makes it an interesting premise is how much of Netflix exists, how much doesn't. Um, yeah, that's I. That, that's the key yeah. interest for me is, yeah. is this where they answer how those things work? Because, and I know this is the thing a lot of people don't like about the MCU, but I'm genuinely interested in like how we tie these things together. Did they happen? If they did, does that mean Mahershala Ali is Blade and Cottonmouth in the MCU? Um, <laughs> but you know, like I, I like having those nerdy little tie-up questions answered, and I want, I mm-hmm. want that to be done. I think that'll be really fun. Um, it's the eighteen episodes that really puts me off. It's yeah. like, and the MCU is not it, learning its lessons. Exactly, they're calling it born again, like as if this is the reintroduction. But this is happening a year and a half after She-Hulk, so presumably we're going to see him in a few weeks, and yeah. be like, you know. They'll have yeah. to do some explaining there, surely. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they, they didn't really with Spider-Man, did they? They just, he's in, yeah. you know who he is. Well, this is the yeah. thing. If Charlie Cox was in She-Hulk as a lawyer, I'd be like, mm. oh, he becomes, it's another Daredevil origin yeah. story of some kind in the MCU. But we see him in costume in that trailer. So, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, what's going on there? <laughs> like, so many questions to answer. That's why it's hard to rank these, just like... Mm-hmm. Am I ranking it on what I want them to be? Because half of them, I don't think they will be what I yeah, want them well, to be. <laughs> one of the things I've got with Daredevil is, it's like you know, I don't, I don't want to be kind of like the the gore obsessive or anything like that. But Daredevil works because of how violent the mm. situations are that Daredevil gets into. Like he is a more Batman styled character for Marvel. All of the good comics were like of the Marvel Knights run which were darker. We'll say I haven't read Mark Wade's comics, which are supposed to be like a lighter touch for Daredevil, but I do worry what Disney Plus Daredevil looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm cautiously yep. excited. There we go. Yep, that's at eight. Seven, we've got Secret Invasion, another Netflix, uh, another Disney Plus show. I'm just looking forward to for more a little bit more cheeky Ben Mendelsohn, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Secret Invasion is a, is a well-known comic story, isn't it, Matthew? Fill us in. Oh, right. So Secret Invasion was a crossover event. You know, like you get one pretty much a year. I think you get mm. multiple ones a year at this point. Um, and basically, 
you'd be reading it, it's like an Avengers-style story, and then it would turn out that one of your Avengers was actually a scroll, and they've been a scroll for years, and it's all mm-hmm. this whole understanding of everything you thought was normal has actually been part of a secret invasion where the scrolls have been taking people and replacing them, and because scrolls are shapeshifters, they can just hide in society. I'm kind of a little bit worried as to how they'll pull this off on Disney Plus because I don't think they'll have all of the cool superheroes that you want in it because mm. it feels like this should have been an Avengers movie rather than well, what, ever a TV since show. what Endgame Nick Fury has been a scroll on Earth hasn't he? Nick Fury's been yeah. in space. Yeah. So is that where they are they just doing Secret Invasion? But it's really just Nick Fury as a scroll. I, I wonder is it going to be like a Shield? TV show where it's about S.H.I.E.L.D. but there are loads of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that are scrolls instead. That isn't as exciting, is it? No. You want to have the bit where, you know, I know that they can't do it anymore, but you want it that Iron Man has actually been a scroll for five years. Yeah, it's just that's not going to happen in a Disney Plus show, is it? Yeah, that's it. It This is the thing. It feels like this is the Disney Plus show with the most opportunity to do some really meaningful stuff. Um, Even more so than Loki season two, probably. Or, you know, for the audience. And then... But it, but nothing that we've seen so far gives us any indication that that will happen. Like, here's a game. Who is the character that they could do the scroll reveal for? I mean, like, realistically, at this point. Doesn't matter, is it? They're all kind of, like... It'd have to be players. someone who's been on Earth. Like, I don't What's know. What's he called? Like... Badrock the Leaper or something? <laughs> or <was> that... <laughs> Batrock. Batrock. <laughs> Um, uh, abomination but this Daredevil is... <laughs> I mean that's how he's born again <laughs> he's, yeah. he's been locked in scroll prison you can't redo really it Spider Man Bruce yeah. Banner yeah, yeah. does the transformation well work? yeah exactly you know. uh, Moon Knight who's... <laughs> that's, that's how they that's get Oscar Isaac back in uh, maybe the mm, it's Thor, which is why he was making loads of bad jokes because scrolls can't mm. make. I mean, jokes. the scrolls came in with Captain Marvel, unless it's Captain Marvel, <laughs> but that would also feel a bit mad. It's I don't know, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for it though, just because. Why am I excited for it? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like it is genuinely interesting because it feels yeah. like a. It feels like there is some unknown. There. There's unknown, yeah. but it feels like a show that's ripe with possibility to do stuff and to do unknown stuff, which yeah. is unlike a lot of those those other shows. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, it, yeah. It's up there for me as well. I just, it's, but it's more because I'm like, what the fuck is this going to be? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And number six, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. Mm. Let me tell you, this would have been way down my list if it wasn't for in the fact the last week we found out that A, Kang is in this. Mm-hmm. And we've he's seen been, a picture we've of him. In this yeah, we've known that. Well, but proper like Kang the Conqueror, Blue Kang. Oh, you mean like the Conqueror yeah, rather than yeah. a multiverse Sorry, variant? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And B, Bill Murray is in it. <laughs> I did not know that Bill Murray yeah, was in yeah. it. They announced what it at Comic Con. Who is he? No one knows. I think at I... first they thought he was Modok, but that was nonsense. That I think. would be so funny, man. <laughs> Make him Modoc. Come on. Apparently, in the Comic Con footage they showed, which has not been publicly released, Bill Murray is in that footage. And also, they like going through this quantum realm, and someone thinks they saw like a, an image of Modoc, and they can pay and reconfirmed, yes, yeah. that is Modoc. Yeah. So, Modoc is in this too. 
like this feels like again i feel like we say this every time a marvel film comes out this could be the one that, that well, shakes things up. i think that's actually been true for a while like we've known kang's in it it feels like this yeah. is the one where they're gonna actually set off something um mm. and i like this is made like this feels like an unpopular opinion at this point but like i thought ant-man and the wasp was fucking great like i had a really, really like nice time with that I, film it's, it's it's literally at the bottom of my list i really? think it's the that worst mcu is film. Pref- wild to i me. St- I slightly prefer it to the first Ant-Man. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I really like that film. And I am very happy to have a film where they're just being silly again. But if it's silly mm-hmm. and big changes and Bill Murray, I'm just, I'm ready for it. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That one's out soon as well, isn't it? What, February? Uh, like, yeah. February 17. Quickly. One that's out even closer. At number five, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Wakanda Forever. That was a good trailer, wasn't it? It's a brilliant trailer. I trust Ryan Coogler. I just think he's a great director, like, outside of the MCU. Like, just to make something... Like, I think if they didn't have a good... St- and I know that Marvel and Kevin Feige would have an issue with this, probably. If Ryan Coogler didn't feel like he had a good story and a good way to do this, he would want to do it. Because Chadwick Boseman, like, was a good friend of his. Like, he mm-hmm. would not... I don't think they would make this unless they honestly thought they had a really good way of doing it. And it's only a few months ago, and we still do know very little about it. We know that like Namor's in it now, presumably as the villain. We know very much, very little. Like I'm surprised they even teased us there is a new Black Panther at the end. I would, I was maybe assuming there might not even be a Black Panther in this film. Well, unfortunately, but... a Lego set has given away who that character is, <laughs> which I won't say because I will not look. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to spoil that. That's not something people need. Um, it would. Yeah. It actually wouldn't surprise me if that comes up in the next trailer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be as big a reveal as it as it's meant to be. Um, yeah. I also kind of feel like maybe we'll get loads of them in Black Panther costumes. <laughs> like, if there's, like, four people who are... Oh, you mean, like, an army of I wonder if it's going to be, Namor. like, a team of Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, the family come together and all have the special yeah. potion or whatever. Yeah, well, there's a really the, the there's a really good line from... I can't remember what Angela Bassett's character is, but she talks about, like, my entire family has been taken mm. from me. Like, I'm the she, queen of Wakanda. Queen. Yeah. And, like, I do like the idea of kind of, like, a family like reunion at the end, which is kind of like together we are Black Panther. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that yeah. would be. A, and also, like I do think the the look what they've done for Namor is fucking wicked. Like I love that. Like a new way to do Atlanteans as kind of like that, like almost kind of Maori esque mm. sort of like like the 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 dress and the the piercings and stuff. I think they've done a real good job of creating a culture there, which is what Black Panther's so good at, right? Is that, like, advanced culture free from, like, Western interference. Mm. Like, I love the art design they've done there. That's it. I rewatched Black Panther after this trailer came out. And, like, the thing that really sticks with you is how unbelievably singular a vision that is. Like, it doesn't feel like sci-fi you've seen before. Mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah. amazing. Like, when every sci-fi thing feels like you can compare it to another sci-fi thing. And I watched that, and I'm like, I don't know what this is what what this is based on like this is right out of someone's head um yeah. which i think it's i know it's obviously based somewhat on the comics i've heard of those um but uh but i think it's really really impressive uh yeah. i'm more, i'm very Can't glad to see that. more of that we're definitely into the stuff now like yeah that i'm genuinely very excited to watch and that is definitely near the top and number four 
we have the Fantastic Four, which is, is fitting, mm. isn't it? This is where we're going to start. You know, I'm sure we had the, all had the same few in the top like three or four. Um, I actually had Fantastic Four at six. Saying that, um, same, but. I think that's more just trepidation because we haven't yet seen it done well in several attempts. But um, <laughs> as soon as they get the casting out for this, that's going to be a big thing. And they're obviously going to spend their time getting it right because it's a huge thing. It's been speculated for months and if not years now what the cast will be for this. Um, and it only comes, what, what duh, 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 six months before the next Avengers film, which mm. is like, you know, a big event. So, like... They're going to bring them in and presumably get them into the action pretty quickly. Well, We've got theories, though, haven't we? That maybe Doctor Doom may turn up before this film somewhere. You right? think in, in a, what, like in a post-credits? I f- oh, in a f- I feel like you've ca- I feel like, well, we'll get into it probably later mm-hmm. when we talk about Secret Wars, but are we presuming Doctor Doom is playing a big part in Secret Wars? If I we're... think Doctor Doom will be the main villain of Secret yeah. Wars. So mm-hmm. you can't just bring him in six months before can you i feel like you've got to tease him i think a he bit could more. there's a lot of chat about him turning up in wakanda forever like mm. uh, uh as yeah. like and it wouldn't surprise me if that's you know this is the the fine i'll do it myself tease with thanos mm-hmm. um i know kang is obviously like a big part of this but if you get that guy get his costume out there don't reveal who you know, well, reveal who the actor is but don't reveal their mm. style or anything like i could really see it happening um yeah don't want to get too excited about it uh but no. uh <laughs> but yeah with fantastic four in in and of itself like again this is more a possibility one this went up my list just by because kevin feige said it wasn't an origin story like mm. I, I like the idea that we're being introduced to them in media res in some in some way um i think that's super interesting uh, yeah. I've also got a really like I I really hope that it's like current Fantastic Four in that like I think the Fantastic Four is at best when it's a family dynamic and like Reed and Sue have kids like I think yeah. kids are an important thing to their dynamic mm. and it shifts a lot of their kind of motivation and, and like what they're willing to do around um, the best things that I've read have always been when they've had kids mm. um, is so that I mean, hope would it's you that. like would you like a them to be in their 30s and their kids to be like teenage or would you like them to be older like in their 50s and the kids no, like so their 20s I, I genuinely I think Krasinski should play Reed again mm-hmm. like uh, uh, in part just for fucking logical consistency if that's who he is in the multiverse and we've already seen that kind of like that crosses over but then like, you've got the Peter Parkers so it's all it's mm-hmm. all over the place like, yeah the logic of that but if not Krasinski, I think someone of his age, someone that could literally have someone that like a kid that's like thirteen years old, like I think works for me. Like I don't want to see kind of like let's not go back to the Fantastic Four where they all look like they just dropped out of university. Whatever mm. was that the Josh Josh Trank wasn't yeah, it that did yeah, that yeah. one, the Teller one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also I don't need Michael Douglas age kind of people. Mm-hmm. That would Fair be quite enough. funny though. <laughs> Stretchy Douglas. I mean, who's to say Bill Murray is not Mr. Fantastic? Who is to say that? But, the thing. But, but Bill Murray himself. Oh, Bill Murray is the thing. <laughs> that is that is like the richest uh, fan casting <laughs> world uh, right now, isn't it? Fantastic yeah. Four fan casting is just going to be so much fun for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I did mine a while ago, and I stick by it. Can't remember who I picked now. Bill Murray. No. <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray, get him in. Um, that's Fantastic Four. And number three, coming out November 2023, 
It's your boy Blade. (laughs) Three days after Halloween, for some reason. Um, Again, a lot of questions about this one. How dark are we going? Mm -hmm. Uh, How horror are we going? Is he going to be British? Will it start Uh, with the scene from that Blade movie, the first one, where they're in a nightclub and the sprinklers come on, but it's blood? Which... Maybe one of the first. I think it was the first eighteen I ever watched, and I thought that was weird. Will this, <laughs> most importantly, signal the return of Kit Harrington? Oh uh, yeah, to the that's MCU. what we all want to know. Um, um, yeah, we've heard Blade vo- Blade's voice at the end of Eternals. Um, he was in London then, so maybe it is set in London. But maybe he has, he's American in. London. I was going to say he has an American accent in that scene, yeah. right? So American like, vampire in London. Yeah, a good dream I'm too. up for that. Um, yeah, I do hope it's a British thing. That is, and a hundred percent. Like if they can, they'll cross it over with Moon Knight in that situation as well. Um, mm. Get all those, get all the what are they called? Is this the, the real dark universe? Midnight Suns. <laughs> Prepare. Um, yeah, I oh, just Mahershala Ali, man. He's gonna be fucking cool. Like I just, I don't even yeah. care what this movie's about if it connects to anything. I just want to see Mahershala Ali in a big leather coat with a sword and having a great mm-hmm. old time. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Anything, anything to add about any research on Blade you can add to the table, Matt? Go uh, on, give, no, us a, give us a nugget. Well, I can't really because they've literally announced nothing, have they? So there's no st- there's no subtitle to the film that I can like dig around for, or you know, there's no immediate comic I can say, oh, I've read this. This feels like it would be what they do, because quite honestly, the comics are a lot darker than what the MCU is. Mm. Um, mm. I've no, I think that's what makes it interesting is like. We saw that Multiverse of Madness can push where the MCU is willing to go in terms of kind of like on-screen violence. You know, no blood splashing up the walls, but it was willing to be a bit more Raimi. Now, obviously, vampire horror is not Raimi, but have they got like another inch or two they can push? I'd be really interested. And if they did do the British thing... The idea of using kind of like the gothicness that's inherent to the city and interesting like shading and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it could, there's a real good possibility to make a good PG 13 vampire hunting sort of mm-hmm. movie. Um, but I have no idea what this is going to be, and that's part of the excitement. Exactly. Yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, at one and two, we have both of the Avengers films. But in what number order? Number two. Number two. Is the Kang Dynasty number one? Is Secret Wars? I think it me and Matt had Secret Wars one. Mm-hmm. You had Kang Dynasty. Why are you more excited for Kang Dynasty? Because Infinity Wars better than Endgame, so they'll do that again. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, yeah, but I don't know if that's a, a consistent. It's theory. ironclad logic. Um, I'm excited for both of these. I kind of roughly, I've never actually read Secret Wars, but I do know the rough storyline. I know it involves. Isn't it like? Uh, is the theory here correct me you're going to correct me i'm wrong mm-hmm. very shortly matt that basically the whole multiverse at the end of kang dynasty might just completely break and then dr doom goes right i'm going to fix this and put everything into one world battle world it's a battle royale yeah so so it very much <laughs> depends on which secret wars that you're looking at there was one from the 1980s and then it's not really a remake from 2015 but it uses a lot of the same words and ideas um the, the, that 80s one was literally a marketing event for toys. It mm-hmm. was There was a guy called The Beyonder who picked all of his favourite heroes and villains from, from, from the Marvel world, stuck them on the battle world and was just like, go and fight. And if it was that film, it would just be the first yeah, Avengers where it's, it's not lots of... That. Yeah, it would be just <laughs> lots of pairings of people fighting. Um, Secret Wars, as in the 2015 storyline, was 
this was the culmination in the same way of how the MCU kind of builds mm. of like years long Avengers storytelling from Jonathan Hickman, who's one of their best writers about multiverses clashing into each other and cancelling each other out. And basically, the Avengers have been trying for years at this point to prevent the final incursion that will destroy everything. And um, what happens is is that uh, Doctor Doom effectively stops it all by taking the final pieces of like the last clashing universes and putting them together to build the battle world, which is how the Ultimates universe, which obviously had Miles Morales in, mm. collided and was brought together with 616. Um, but also included like the old man Logan universe mm. and and all of these kind of weird offshoots, and then basically they put them all together on Battle World, which was split up into lots of like fiefdoms and like secluded areas where just like all sorts of weird like empire like mm-hmm. stuff happened. And Doctor Doom was the god emperor of that world, and was, so was the evil bad guy. And then the whole big thing that's why I think Doctor Doom will be the villain here. And Reed Richard works with one of his, like, multiversal versions and a bunch of other heroes to bring him down, which is why I think Fantastic Four will be so integral to what they do in these two films. It all sounds very exciting, and it makes sense if they go that way with it, because it just gives them, really, the ultimate chance to go, right, anyone who doesn't want to be us anymore can go here, Mm -hmm. we can do a big old reset, Mm. like... I think Robert Downey Jr. will be in this film. Oh, there we yeah, go. I, I think I think this will be like you use the multiverses to get your final like, you know, you have Iron Man come in and he's like, I'm the Iron Man that didn't make the big sacrifice in my universe. I didn't stop Thanos, and this is my chance to stop a greater evil. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it will look very exciting. But um, you you like the sound of Kang Dynasty? What is it? Just basically the Infinity War. That's it's the only... yeah. But like, yeah, I, yeah. there's nothing to choose between these two things for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, two things. Uh, Fantastic Four starts Phase Six, right? I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think they've I only think said three so films, fa- right? So, so Phase there's Six some gaps to fill in. Yeah, there. but Phase Six is a year. It's one year long. It's gonna be a lot of stuff in there. There's probably another Spider-Man film. That's or something bonkers. In there, if isn't that's it? if that's what they actually do, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, they're gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be a, like a nightmare to keep up with. Um, the second thing. Uh, obviously, Secret Wars has loads of associations. Does Kang Dynasty mean anything in a comic uh, sense? It, it, it's like a. It was an early two thousands kind of comic in which Kang. I think it was the first time someone had ever like actually taken over the world in a Marvel comic, mm. which is mad that it took to two thousand for that to actually happen. <laughs> but um, I, memory serves right. I think it was quite controversial because I think they blew up like the Pentagon in it or something. And then 9-11 yeah. happens. Uh, um, so, but yeah, he's got like a son in it called Marcus. And um, Marcus like it's him Kang. and his son. Yeah, like taking over the world. I think I think Secret Wars, like none of the, like it's important to point like none of these comic lines ever spoil a Marvel film because they take so little from them. Yeah. And they're pretty much original inventions. I think Secret Wars is more likely to draw from its comic book influence to like maybe 5%, whereas I think Kang Dynasty will be like Age of Ultron in that it's like its name only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like My memory of Kang Dynasty is, is that it's not a multiversal story. I think it's very much just like this dude that can hop around time a lot and hop around like is taking over the world. I think it will be much more of a multiversal story this time around. Sounds about right. 
It's all very exciting, isn't it? I say that, saying half of those things we basically said. Uh, who knows what's going on? But um, yeah, God, that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? If you uh, email in, you can ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com. Let us know what you're most excited for. It doesn't even have to be the NCU stuff. It's not anything from Comic Con. What what piques your interest? Yeah. What is your sweet quiche of choice? That's a uh, big old bloody list, isn't it? When I look oh, back on it, yeah. And we and like we said, there's still quite a few gaps to be filled in there. That yeah. is not everything. Well, that's it. We know, we know Deadpool's gonna drop during during phase yeah. six almost certainly uh like armor wars is apparently still coming the don Cheadle there's thing. not gonna not be another spider-man surely no they've well, i mean they've already confirmed confirmed yeah. that so or more or less confirmed that um mm. yeah like there'll be that plenty of stuff i'm i'm almost excited again <laughs> but i'm yeah. but it's black panther that will that will confirm yeah. whether i care anymore exactly yeah can't wait for that one um let's get We've, we've, we've talked a lot today, sadly no end of search, but that will return, don't worry. Do not threat um, or threaten us. Um, we have got some feedback, though, which I believe contains no threats. Who's up first? It's Matt. me. Mm-hmm. This one's from Jean, who explained how their name was spelled. Is it's, it's, it's pronounced, should I say, like the clothing, not the French version of John. <laughs> there <laughs> so we thank go. You, Very helpful. <laughs> uh, hi, all. Long-time listener, first-time writer. I was delighted to hear your segment on Power Wash Simulator. Yes! I just yes. <laughs> I discovered it through streamers, and I knew that the game would absolutely be my shit. I recently bought a gaming laptop, and that was the first game I bought. I concur that it's extremely satisfying. You don't even have to worry about the physics of where the water is going to drain. <laughs> absolutely. The amount of people that comment on my review going, I can't believe you're starting from the bottom of the fence every time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it doesn't actually drip, you know. It's not that much of a sim. <laughs> Uh, the only drawback is when there's some minuscule chunk of dirt that's apparently invisible to the naked oh, yeah. eye that's mm. keeping you from 100%. You can't mm. get the ding if you don't don't get there. You can't, can't get, get the ding the... if you don't use your eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I've also gotten into House Flipper, which is a similarly chill game. I think this is also on Game Pass. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got that installed. I've got that ready I'm to thinking go. about that, yeah. Uh, these games are ones you can easily do while watching TV, even if there are slight semblances. Even if there are slight semblances of plot points, occasionally. What games or types of games do you like to watch? While do you like to play while watching TV or otherwise occupied? Or is gaming set aside as its own activity? Thanks for an always entertaining hour or so of my week. Respect the sea. I definitely have games I play while watching TV. Power Wash. <laughs> Any sort of puzzle game like that. Yeah. Um, of course, Football Manager. Hold uh, down. That's always there. Hold down, yes. Oh, but yeah, any sort of that. Power Watch Simulator is a great. Uh, although I do love the sound of the water. Sometimes, yeah, it's, it's a great podcast or TV It's, it's been pure podcast game for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, Power Watch. Oh. Well, but I guess because just because I'm playing on Xbox, like it's not a game I can watch TV while I play. But I was okay. thinking the other day how good it would be if I put it on the Steam Deck. But I also mm. can't be bothered to work out how Best Xbox Game now. Pass works on Steam Deck, so I'm just not bothered. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a good game, Power Wash. Uh, <laughs> I'm still playing. I took three days to clean a subway station. Cardi has <laughs> absolutely destroyed me by suggesting this, because I would never, <laughs> ever have touched Power Wash Simulator. But then I heard him talk about it. It was like, that actually sounds quite fun and nice. And it's really... I spend an hour every morning. I took, yeah, it took me two days to do a fire station the other day. It was brilliant. Oh, that one's yeah, that one takes a while. Um, that's the level I actually learned. You can move the scaffold. Same. You could <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, tutorialized uh, you know, power simulator. It's absolute cave of knowledge. Elden Ring shit. That come on. You're not getting involved, Matt. Is it? Uh, no. 
out. No, I've I've watched I've watched I've watched my housemate play enough of it. I don't need to play it myself. <laughs> I am like twenty seven hours into Dragon Age Inquisition. So Hell yeah! I'm having a lovely time revisiting for Elden. I do need to get on that. But yeah, those are you 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 seem like someone Matt who's just you're playing a game, you're playing a game, there's no other yeah, distractions. Yeah, and the other thing is is I don't really play any mobile games, so I've not got any like when I'm watching but I'm currently in a phase where like I have to strap my arms down basically to watch TV because I just got mm. so used to reading Twitter that mm. I was realizing that I'd watch an hour of TV and then go, what the fuck happened in yeah, that? Yeah, so yeah. I just wasted an hour. So yeah. I'm trying to uh, focus on the things I do. You're such a hardcore gamer. You know that. <laughs> you really are. You ever been told that? Uh, no. <laughs> well, we have now. <laughs> Thank you, Cardi. <laughs> Um, I've got an email here from Matt D who says hi pod team some great pods recently thank you for the hard work you're very welcome Uh, isn't it good when hard work feels like fun Mm. Mm. this does feel like Um, really hard work yeah yeah, again through (laughs) this war Um, with with regards to collector's edition games I once won a Witcher 2 one that came with a small stone Geralt bust that sounds quite nice none of None of my friends knew who the man on my bookcase was, and my PC wasn't high enough spec to play the game, so I didn't know who he was either. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, my my Vecna song uh, would probably be "Through the Fire and Flames" by Dragon Force. So my friends and I were obsessed with the song when I was fifteen due to its guitar hero inclusion, as was everyone. In fact, we named the vision warping effect that f- uh, that fo- that f- followed. I think that followed. Really- Sorry. We named the vision warping effect that followed intense guitar sessions as the Dragon Force effect. I know the one you mean where it looks like the whole wall yeah. is moving up. <laughs> uh, I love oh, I miss that feeling. Um, thinking about Guitar Hero, it's me longing to play again, though I'm ultimately unwilling to open my home up to pifer- uh, peripheral pandemonium. Do you have a fondness for any current rhythm games or nostalgia for any old ones? Or any of you Donkey Konga kings? Triumph- triumphant at Tycho. Or let's tap legends. All the best and respect the sea, Matt. Uh, Joe, I know you love a good rhythm game. Yeah, I mean, I'm shit at them all. Um, but uh, recently, Rhythm Doctor on PC was very, very good. Really smart. Um, yeah. And I mean, just yeah, all the standards. Guitar Hero, yeah. Rhythm Heaven was, was fucking amazing. I played too much guitar and rock, but I still kind of maybe every two years now get it out for a week and play it. Mm. Um, I'm just not as just not as good as I once was. My fingers hurt after it, like half an hour. Now I used to be able to play like six hours on end. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I really don't like is the dungeon crawling rhythm games. Like I've never understood why those like the Crypt of the Necrodancer and the mm. Hyrule Cadence mm. one. Like a, a rhythm game Zelda game should be my like right up there for me and I just yeah. turned it on and was just like oh, it's quite annoying like it's worse than a normal rhythm game and it's worse than a normal Zelda game so I just didn't yeah, get into it's it not ideal. we were both uh, fans of Fuser I know oh anyone yeah. ever played it's it it's not really a but, rhythm uh, game though yeah it'd be a kind of it's kind of rhythm it's a vibe game baby there's rhythm <laughs> in it yeah uh, I suppose a more re- uh Sayonara Wild Hearts is a rhythm game, isn't it? Mm, Sayonara Wild Hearts was great. Yeah, it's kind of, I suppose it's, that's a hybrid between that and a, I guess to an extent, like an Eternal Runner. Yeah. It's got yeah. a bit of that to it as well. Yeah, I was into that. Um, I just don't play, I don't play as many recently, but I, I am tempted. To, it's been too hot recently to get the Guitar Hero out there. I'd be sweating buckets. There would be wet plastic everywhere. You really get into it. Yeah. You'd melt them. Uh, Exactly. What what email have you got, Joe? I've got an email from Andrew Harvin. Andrew Harvin. 
I was doing yes. I was doing a voice. Greetings, UK crew. Can you take a few minutes to speak to the common disconnect between user and critic reviews? Often the difference is very uh very formal. Often the difference between scores are so wide it makes you wonder if everyone is talking about the same thing. What is the difference in your thought process when reviewing a movie or game for IGN compared to how you tell your friend about it? To use food as an analogy, how would you review a Big Mac in your role as a journalist slash critic? The Big Mac is not trying to be a filet mignon. It's a greasy lump of regret sandwiched between sesame seed buns, but it fills that role so perfectly. That's what it set out to be from the beginning. Do video games, movies, etc. need to be fancy or high class to be reviewed well by critics, or do you consider how well something accomplishes what it sets out to do? Keep up the good work, and for the love of God, respect the sea, Andrew. I thought we'd have a semi-serious question. There's for a once there's a few different things in there. Yeah, there's lots of different mm-hmm. things. Um, I will say the difference between user and creative is it's not always because of this, mm. but sometimes you know review bombing is a thing. Yeah, people do just go in and give something a zero. I think by it not being a zero, I would say that in notable examples, uh, and this is more on the Metacritic side of things rather than the Steam side of things. I would say, mm. I would say. A lot of those situations happen when there is a movement to review something as opposed to it is the actual aggregated score of the normal users who review stuff on there. And I do think it's interesting, more interesting to look at things like I use the GG app and I really I am super interested in the average scores on there because that is usually someone who is playing a game and reviewing it for for the reason they're reviewing it. Same as those Steam reviews. I think the I think Steam's approach is actually very helpful yeah. in a lot of in a lot I of think, ways. Yeah. In many ways, Metacritic is is the worst of them all, just because you know you will get the people who have never played The Last of Us Part Two go in there, give it a zero, and you know that's it, job yeah. done. There's <laughs> like, there's a lower barrier to entry. Uh, that also goes for the critic scores, by the way. Um, that's yeah. uh, this is not just the user side. Like Metacritic will scrape from a lot of places, and you don't know what the quality of those things are. But this is also. Mm-hmm. This speaks to the wider situation with reviews exactly. in general. They are you have to know where you're getting reviewed from, because some places do reviews as product buyers guides, and some places do them as essays or mixtures of both. Some reviewers will do one, and some reviewers will do another. And some don't even give scores. What you so. <laughs> what you should actually be looking for from a review is either trust an outlet or a person, and just decide that this is what works for you and you agree with those things or understand that every review needs to be taken on its own merits in the same way that the game needs to be um yeah. because they are ultimately just some opinions uh to andrew's wider point about the food analogy and yeah. big mac that is a that is a is an argument we one. have so often amongst ourselves i mean for example like power wash simulator i gave a seven because i was trying to do it for like for what it sets out to do, mm. it's a good game. Mm. Is it in any way comparable to, I don't know, The Witcher 3? No. <laughs> also, can I point out that in this food analogy, you've you've not made one category, at least from my opinion and how I would review. That's two categories. Mm. Reviewing among burgers and reviewing among steaks. How does your filet mm. mignon, I would be comparing against ribeyes and, and tenderloin and stuff like that. My Big Mac, I'm reviewing against Shake Shack. I'm reviewing against Bleaker Burger. I'm reviewing against Burger King. I think like you, you find like the, the contemporaries to review it against rather than fancy to non-fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does remind me of a very funny uh, discussion that happened when I was on an like, official Nintendo magazine. Where I, th- I, be- I might be misremembering this, and I apologize if I am, but I believe uh, Gav Murphy sort of half-jokingly 
petitioned for us to give um, my fireplace, which is just a wee app that shows you a fireplace, <laughs> a ten out of ten because it this was. Is, or, sorry, it's, on O and M, it was on O and M, it was a hundred percent. So, like, out of a hundred point scale. It is a fireplace. It deserves 100% That's for that. exactly what you want it to um, do. Yeah. Which uh, I would disagree with. It's interesting. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but those discussions are super interesting. And I think a, a good review isn't the one that has the score you agree with. It has the argument that leads you to the score. So mm. if there was an amazing review of my fireplace that got you to the 100% and you agreed with it, then that's yeah. perfect. If it got to 100%, but you didn't really believe in anything it had said, that's not a good yeah. review leading to an 100% score. And that's that's always like the pain, isn't it, of putting a, a number on something. Cause you, you spend a few hours writing something, and it's like, uh, it's, I don't know, wait, what number? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And then a day later, you might think it's a different number. Like, yeah. that's I must say, I do really like the way that we do it, in that I actually ignore the number and I think about the word. Like, every score at IGN mm, is assigned yeah. to a word. Right. And when I come to the end of it, I'm like... Did I think this was good? Did I think it was amazing? Did I think it was a masterpiece? That's where I think, because I think those words do such a better description of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Exactly. Because the numbers mean different things to different publications. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always, like, the, the good joke that Edge do, obviously, is that 7 is 7, 10 is 10, 1 is 1. Mm. But uh, different publications will, you know, favour one end of the scale or those numbers mean something different to them. I do think if you're reading an IGM review, it's really important to read the word that's associated to it. Because mm -hmm. at least from my perspective, that's what I use more than the number itself. I, I had that really recently when I was reading Obi-Wan. Like I was think, I was, I was, I'm a nerd between a 7 and an 8 for the whole series, basically. Mm -hmm. And then I started talking to people and I was like, oh, I thought it was great. And then I was like, oh, well, great is 8. Yeah. So I suppose I should give it 8. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I did that exact thing. So yeah, it's, it's just super interesting. There's no one answer. No, and it's a super interesting set of set of questions andrew like i hope it doesn't feel like we were defensive in any way i think like i think this is it's just something we think about a lot and obviously mm -hmm. occasionally is thrown at us in, in more negative terms than the way you put it but i think i think I, I really do think the key here is you need to learn what the outlet is doing as much as what the individual review is doing because you get all this you get all the like the comparing of scores between two things and it just doesn't it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help the people who get angry about it, and it doesn't help the people who wrote it because they weren't comparing yeah. it between Fortnite and Forza Horizon or whatever. You know, those are two completely different situations. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it's fascinating, and it's not a problem we're ever going to solve. It's always going to be a debate, but I think you just need to come at that debate with a with an open mind and a willingness to like research mm -hmm. the place that you're reading those as much as the thing you're reading about. Exactly. Yeah. It's good shit. Good stuff. Yeah. As usual, send your stuff into IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. I haven't even thought about music for this week. Oh my god. Uh, bah, 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 uh, bah, bah. Uh, <laughs> what what should we do? Uh, is it gotta be something marvelly? I dunno. Do we just play the Marvel stinger as welcoming back? <laughs> Welcome where's it gone? It's never got anywhere, has it? Yeah. Uh feels a bit contrived just to play the Black Panther trailer music. <laughs> it's good, though. Mm, it is good. Uh, should we just play the end of that trailer? Then? Yeah, play okay. the end of that it's trailer. It's done. It's done. It's obvious for a reason. Because yeah. it's good. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.